0: To the Auto Parent Podcast with my mom. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Auto Parent Podcast, episode 24. I'm your host, Pastor Casey, and before we get started into the meat and potatoes of this episode, as I like to say, I want to prepare you for something. And that is episode 25 is coming feels a little Game of Thrones like winter is coming, episode 25 is coming. The 25th episode of the Auto Parent Podcast, just a a point of personal privilege, which is language that comes from annual conference, which we've just had recently, so there you go. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, for engaging with us, and for making this a reality. It's super cool, and I'm so, so thankful and grateful, and it's just hard to believe that we've been doing this for almost half a year at this point. So anyway, obviously for episode 25, you knew we were going to pull out all the stops. And so what's going to happen next week is another very special video episode. It'll be our second one. And I mean, come on. You know, we had to bring the heavy hitters with the guests. And so next week, joining me on the podcast will be the very good reverend... Ginger Gaines Sorelli. You are not going to want to miss it. It's going to be phenomenal and amazing. And I can't wait, can't wait for you to hear it. All right. Well, that's what I got for you as far as preparing yourself for next week. Let's just go ahead and get into this week's episode, shall we? Let's start first with a parenting win, how about that? We're gonna we're gonna flip it on its head. We're not gonna start with fails this week. We're gonna start with a parenting win. So, let me just tell you, my child, Cash. He he's one of those soul people. If you know what I'm if you know what I'm saying, like feels like he is very in tune with the universe. The universe and he are on the same sort of. Frequency. And so we were at a pool the other day and Cash kind of stubbed his toe and got hurt. So he came to to sit down and just sort of like <laughs> be with his hurt. This is, this is kind of a child he is. He wanted to just sit down and just, you know, be with his hurt for a minute. And he... I could tell he was sort of thinking, I saw the wheels turning, and I was like, what's going on? Like, what's going on in your head? And he was like, well, I just was thinking about if I'm still going to get hurt when I get older. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I wanted to be like, yes, and it's going to like, not just be physical hurt, but like mental hurt and emotional hurt and spiritual hurt and trauma upon trauma upon trauma. (laughs) And that would have been a parenting fail, my friends. But I was just like, yeah, you know, actually you're, you're probably going to get hurt a lot more in your life. And he started crying (laughs) and he was like, he said, why do I have to be human? And I was like, oh, yes, yes, right. An existential crisis of sorts. Like, that's been a whole mood for the past year and a half, for sure. And I said, well, you know, like, the beauty of being human is that it's both pain and joy, right? It's both hurt and love. It's all of those things mixed together all the time. And he said, so if I am having pain or if I'm hurt, Should I think about the times that I've been happy? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Feel it all at once, little one. Um, And it just felt like a win, not anything I've done, but him. He's just great, right? Okay, here's another parenting win. You know what? We're throwing confessions and fails out the windows this week. We are just, we're going to have some wins. How about that? So I got a a message from my nanny this week saying that the gift that my kids are to her is hard to sort of explain, that... They are, quote unquote, the best kids that she's ever nannied for. But something that she said struck me really strongly. She said, your kids are so polite and they say thank you and they say please and they just have a good heart. And she said, you can absolutely tell that they're not doing it out of fear of retribution. Out of fear. She was like, they're doing it because this is just who they are. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I wish I could take credit for that, but I so can't, you know? And it's just sort of an accidental win, but I will take that. Any day of the week, y'all. And I hope that you've gotten some parenting wins this week. I would love for you to share those with us. We say this every week, but you can share those wins with us via voice memo. We would love to hear your voice or you can do it by just typing it out to us on Instagram and Twitter. I would love to do a listener only segment of Parenting Fails, Confessions, and Wins here soon. So drop those to us. We'd love to receive them and to just be with you. This whole thing is about solidarity and hope. So know that we are with you. And now it's time to do a little something different. time for our get real segment where each week we take the lectionary passage and get real our lectionary texts this week the first one is job chapter 38 1 through 11 and here it is in the new revised standard version then the lord answered job out of the whirlwind Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you and you shall declare to me, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk, or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all of the heavenly beings shouted for joy, or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed bounds for it and set bars and doors and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther. Here shall your proud waves be stopped. And our second lectionary text this week comes from Psalm 107 verses 1 through 3 and 23 through 32. Give thanks for Yahweh's goodness. God's love endures forever. Let these be the words of Yahweh's redeemed, those redeemed from the oppressor's clutches, those brought home from foreign lands, from east and west, from northern lands and southern seas. Some went down to the sea in ships, plying their trade across the ocean. They too saw the works of Yahweh, the wonders that God worked on the deep. God spoke and raised a storm wind, lashing up towering waves, flung to the sky, then plunged to the depths in the ordeal, their courage melted away. They staggered and reeled like drunkards with all their skill adrift, then they called to Yahweh in their trouble, and God rescued them from their sufferings, reducing the storm to a whisper until the waves of the sea were hushed. Overjoyed with the calm, they were brought safe to the port they were bound for. Overjoyed with the calm, they were brought safe to the port they were bound for. Let them thank God for this great love, for the marvels done for all people. Let them praise God in the great assembly and give praise in the council of the elders. This is all the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a couple things just up top. If you know the Job story, I'm sure you know about Job's sort of affliction. Some scholars like to say that the story of Job is just about like maybe don't have the worst friends in the entire world. (laughs) Um, But there is this sort of like grappling that happens with Job and with Yahweh on a very personal level. And so what's interesting at the very beginning is sort of this tongue-in-cheek or a little bit sarcastic voice uh, of God Who is it that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? I will question you and you shall declare to me, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding, which is like, Oh, you think you know? Tell me. And what's interesting to me here, right, is that there is some difficulty with exegeting or getting really um, down to the root of of Job for some folks because they feel like this is a very different God than what we like to preach or talk about, right? We like to talk about a loving and graceful and merciful God and often the God that is represented here in Job is is not that or is antithetical to that sort of understanding. But what I want to call us to specifically in thinking about this text is as a reorientation toward a personal God. And so what's beautiful between the two texts here is that in Job, we have this very personal Thing that's happening. And in the Psalm text, of course, we have this more sort of communal understanding of God's rescue and God's grace. And so with the Job thing, I think I've told this story before. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast. If I have, just bear with me. We're 24 episodes in. <laughs> um, but there, there was this moment um, once where I was sort of in the pit of it, I felt like I was in one of the darkest places of my life, and I felt like God was present but distant. And it was the most visceral presence I have ever felt of God. And yet it felt as if it, it was like I could see God, I knew where God was, and God was distant from me. And that's sort of the feeling that I'm getting from Job here is that even in the midst of trial and tribulation of affliction and suffering, there is this intimate conversation between Job and God. And (laughs) it's not, you know, all roses and rainbows and butterflies, but that's what makes it real. It's real It is grounded in humanity, and it is real. And so if we don't glean anything else from the Job text, that's the one thing that I want us to hear and to remember is that on a personal level, (laughs) it may not feel as if we have this sort of perfect relationship or understanding of God. But there are some things that we can know to be true, and even some things that we can pick out specifically from this Job text. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? God's creation seems like a foregone conclusion, but when we actually sit down and think about God's active creating power, sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming to just sort of reconcile that with our own need for control and power. Ooh, and as I'm saying that, I'm realizing how much that impacts my own life. And it's funny to me that sometimes Christians get caught up in like whether God created the earth in seven days or in 170 billion years. And it's comical, really, when you think about like the actual implication or truth is that there is a divine creative power in the world that is working for good. It just makes everything else seem less significant, <laughs> or at least it does in my, in my understanding. So anyway, yes, there's this deep, personal, intimate relationship and conversation happening here with Job and with God. And then shifting into the psalm text, there is some good news, right? Something to sing about, we might say. And yeah, they called to Yahweh in their trouble And God rescued them from their sufferings, reducing the storm to a whisper until the waves of the sea were hushed. Overjoyed with the calm, they were brought safe to the port they were bound for." And so it makes me think about God's rescuing power and how that can be felt both personally and communally. And sometimes there is pressure from the communal ethos to feel God's rescuing power in a specific way or to skip the difficulty. So perhaps if you think about Job's conversation, Job's affliction, the entire story of Job, to sort of skip that part just to the understanding and realization that God is a rescuer, God is refuge. But it's shallow, right? I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Actually, when have I cared about what I'm allowed to say? But perhaps if we skip the rest of it, (laughs) if we skip the deep, intimate sort of grappling and wrestling with God, then the rescue is insignificant. It's shallow. It's not personal. It's lost in the sea of you know, of a worship song that could be a love song, you know, (laughs) like, I don't know, now I'm getting cynical. But I think that that whole communal understanding of rescue is made real and grounded in our personal experiences of suffering, affliction, loss, grief, in those places where we've had to ask the questions, beg the questions, get angry, scream at God, how long, you know, am I gonna have to look at the back of your head, which is a reference from Psalm 13, And there's space for all of it. And in fact, that's what makes it worthwhile and beautiful. And so I think for us as parents this week, one of the things that we can remember is that we are part of a community that is seeking radical transformation. And that is a gift, but that it is our relationship and our conversation, our prayer, our grounded faith that makes all of that real. And so if you've struggled this week to have a connection with God, or if you struggled this year with having a connection with God, or if it's been years since you've felt close or even closeness in the distance with Yahweh, then I would invite you to think about that, to sort of to meditate or to pray or to tap into spirit, however you do that. And yeah, to see if that might illuminate something differently in communal space for you. And also, talk to someone about it. Talk to your partner or to a friend or to a pastor. Any of the pastors on Foundry staff would love to talk to you about this more. Talk to someone about it. It's all gonna be okay. It's been awesome to be with you today. Can't wait for next week, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Auto Parent Podcast. We're going to leave you with a parent mantra, something you can say to yourself or to your partner just to know that you're not alone. Your mantra for this week is I am bound for rescue. I am bound for rescue. Because if we don't believe that, it's going to be really hard to convince our kids. And remember this, you don't have to be an auto parent to be a good one. I've been your host, Pastor KC. You can follow me on Twitter, at RevKCBC. Join us next week, same time, same place. Find out more information about Foundry United Methodist Church by visiting our website, www.foundryumc.org. If you're specifically looking for information about our family ministries department or our offerings for parents, you can find those at www.foundryumc.org slash family ministries.